Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider, he's going to share the role of the Father. Of all the names and the titles that we can call God according to the scriptures, one of the most intimate is the term Abba. This word is often translated father, but a better interpretation might be daddy or papa because it's a tender and an endearing word. And today, as we continue our study, Rabbi Schneider is going to explain what it means to be a child of God. And if you'd like access to Rabbi's teaching notes that include some provoking questions, be sure to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now, here's Rabbi. I want to talk with you now about what are the roles of a father. I want to help us to understand what does this relationship mean to us? In other words, many of us grew up without fathers. Either our father wasn't in the home physically at all, or perhaps we had a father that was in the home. He was emotionally disconnected. Some of us had fathers that abused us. There's all types of father problems in the culture that we have today. And because there are so many father problems, we're dealing with a society today that is without identity because one of the primary roles of fathers is to give identity. And when we don't have a father that nurtures us, that we can look up to, that protects us, that guides us and leads us, what ends up happening is there's a great hole in our life. And so what I want to talk about is when we have a father that's all powerful and whose love is all focused on us, what can we expect from our father to do for us? How can we begin to trust him to be a father to us? What are the roles that God as our father will provide over our lives? So let's just begin to kind of take this apart a bit. I want to encourage you to believe Father God to do these things for you. First of all, fathers give life. You know, in the Bible, biblically, the child always comes through the seed of the father. That's why, as I was saying earlier, when you look at the genealogies in Scripture, we always say that so-and-so was the son of so-and-so, and so-and-so begot so-and-so. And they always trace the child's lineage, not by the mother, but through the father, biblically speaking. Of course, throughout history, we have a few variations of this, but the predominant model is that the child is born through the seed of the father. Now, for those of you that may be familiar with Judaism, according to Jewish tradition today, a child is identified as to whether they're considered Jewish or not by the mother. But the reason for this is because there was a time in Israel's history where Israel was at war and for fear of the father dying at war, they said, well, you know what? If the mom is pregnant and the father dies at war, how can we ensure that, you know, the child is numbered as one of the homes of Israel? And so they said to make allowance for that, well, if the child's mother is Jewish, if she's a Hebrew, then the child will be considered a Hebrew or a Jew or an Israelite. But that was not the general pattern. That was an exception to the pattern. The predominant pattern, once again, is that the identity of the child is determined through the father. It's through the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs, that the Messiah eventually came. And so knowing that the father is the one that provides the identity in a home, and through the father, life comes, because we said it was through the seed of the father, let's try to understand this for our own life. 
You see, the Bible says concerning Jesus that Jesus, in John chapter 5, had life in himself, get it now, because the Father gave him life. And Jesus now is the vine through which we get life. In other words, the life flows from the Father to the Son. And now as you and I come to the Father through the Son, the life of the Father flows to us through the Son. Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. So the first function of a father is that the Father is a source of life. This is why when we grow up in homes without a father present, or without a father being emotionally there for us, there's a big hole. In fact, in the ancient world, if you were living in a home and you had a mother, but there was no father, you were considered an orphan. Think about that. In the ancient biblical world, if you were living in a home where your mother was living, but you had no father, you were considered an orphan. This is really interesting. What does it say? It says to us that when there's not a father present, in a home that there's life that's not being given. And as a result of that, the child has a huge empty space. We're going to talk about this whole spirit of orphanage in a little bit because Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. But for now, I just want to say, beloved, that the first role of the father is the father gives life. He gives us something that only a father can give us, that it starts out with the actual sperm of the father, but this translates, this concept translates into our entire existence all the days of our life. Now, let me say for our beautiful women and daughters of God today, in no way am I minimizing the role of our beautiful mothers, because within the father is also the female. In other words, God created them in his own image, Male and female, he created he them. In fact, in the Hebrew Bible, when Moses said to the Father, show me your glory, and the Lord responded and said to Moses, Moses, go stand in the cleft of the rock and call upon my name. And when you call upon my name, Father said, I'm going to proclaim my name to you. And as Moses went to the cleft of the rock and called upon the name of Yahweh, Father's sacred name, the Bible says the Father passed by Moses and he filled Moses with revelation. And the father said to Moses, I am Rahum, which is translated in our Bibles as compassionate or gracious. The interesting thing is when the Lord reveals himself to Moses, when father reveals himself to Moses, and Moses didn't know God as father, the way that Jesus is revealing father to us today, by the way, but when God revealed himself to Moses, the first thing that God said was, I am compassionate and gracious. And the Hebrew word that the father used was rahum, which is a feminine word. And so I'm just simply saying that within our father, there's a tenderness and there's a nurturing element, which is traditionally associated with the female side. Mothers are considered the nurturers. So to kind of wrap this full circle, I'm simply saying that I'm not minimizing here the role of our ladies and our beautiful mothers that carry the child and nurture the child in those infant stages. And the mother's role is the primary role. But I'm simply saying that at the end of the day, it's the father's seed that gives life. And so I'm saying that the first role of the father is the father gives life. And this is what Jesus said, that he had life in himself because of the father. And so we're depending on the father, church, Every day, we're depending on the Father for life. Jesus said, even as the Father has given to the Son to have life in himself, we can have life in ourselves from the Father 
by depending on the Son for the Father's life. We're looking to the Father, and Jesus is the channel through which the Father transmits His life to us. But if you want to be strong in the Lord, if you want to be strong in the Spirit, if you want to be strong in the presence and carry the presence of God in your life, you need to be dependent, and I need to be dependent, on the Father because life comes from the Father. So the first role of the Father, beloved ones, is that the Father gives life. And I want you to know, even as Jesus will never stop needing his Father, right? Jesus never gets to a place in life where he goes on on his own and becomes independent. That never happens. But Jesus will always be dependent on the Father. Jesus said it was the Father that was working in him. It was the Father that was doing the works. It was the Father's words that he was speaking. Jesus was forever and will always be dependent on the Father for life. And so if you and I want to enter into power, we need to always be depending on the Father for life. The first role of the Father, beloved, is to give life. He's the genesis of life. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Rabbi will be right back, so please keep listening. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. Discovering the Jewish Jesus could not accomplish its mission without partners like you. Together, we are preparing men and women for the soon return of Jesus. So please stop by our website to give a one-time donation or to partner with us on a monthly basis. Through your simple act of generosity, you are making an impact. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now with the conclusion of today's message, here is Rabbi Schneider. I want to continue now where I left off as we talk about the roles of father. A father protects. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, outside of God's love, the world is a very scary place. I mean, anybody that is thinking rationally and soundly would have to be afraid of what's going on in the world and of the realities of life without the love of Father God. I don't understand how some people are so numb People that live outside of God, that don't know God, that don't have a relationship with God, that say they're not afraid of anything. I don't understand that. Because you know what? If the Bible's real, which obviously most of us believe that it is, if hell's real, how could you not be afraid of dying outside of the grace of God? You're going to go to hell. It's a place of separation from God where there's darkness and torment forever and ever. Not to mention, church, all the things that can happen while we're on the earth that can cause pain and suffering and hardship, the diseases, the accidents, the catastrophes, concern for our children's life and our loved one's life. How can anybody not be afraid when there's so much that we're not in control of outside of walking with God? But you see, when we know God as Father, we can trust Him to do for us what Psalm 91 says he will do for us. I love Psalm 91. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the entire word of God. Let me just read Psalm 91 because Psalm 91, beloved one, it's all about protection. 
And I don't know again about you, but I know for me, when I started advancing in age in life, when I started getting older and began to discern all the dangerous realities that existed in the world, when I started realizing that mom and dad really couldn't protect me from these things, that the things that I was being exposed to, whether it was car wrecks, cancer, all these other things, that mom and dad really had no control over those things, that I was vulnerable. And I thought to myself, if these things are happening to other people, how can I be sure they won't happen to me? And you know what happened? It made me afraid. And if that doesn't make you afraid outside of the Lord, I don't, I don't get it. I just think you're like, you know, somehow numb to understanding what's real in life. But when I found Father God through Jesus, and he began to build faith into my life by his spirit and by the word through Jesus, beloved, it changed everything for me. Fathers protect. When children grow up in homes where there's a strong father, you know what? They feel protected. When children grow up in homes where there's moral boundaries, you know what? The child's interior life is protected. But when children grow up in homes where there is no father, they're exposed and they become vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. But I want you to know, beloved child of God, in Jesus, you're protected by the father. Listen to what the Lord tells us in Psalm 91. You can make this yours. Here's what the Lord says. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And that original there, I will say to the Lord, that's the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Whenever you see that in your Hebrew Bible, the translators are substituting the capital Lord for what is the original Hebrew, which are the four Hebrew letters, Yud, He, Vav, He, which is actually God's sacred name, Yahweh. So this is actually saying this God who's personal, this personal God who actually has a name, he's going to do all these things for me. God's going to do these things. Father God, Yahweh, your father in Jesus is going to do this for you. Verse 2, I will say to the Lord, I will say to my father, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper. In other words, someone has an assignment against you. The devil has an assignment against you. You know what? Father's going to deliver you from that. He's watching over your life. Jesus taught us, don't be afraid, because not even a sparrow falls to the ground apart from your heavenly Father. So don't be afraid. Be of good courage. The author continues, and from the deadly pestilence. In other words, is there a disease going around? Don't be a hypochondriac. Don't be afraid of everything. Father will deliver you from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. In other words, you can get confident and secure and comfortable knowing that you're protected by your father. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. In other words, God's not going to fail you. He's watching over you. Father's watching over you, beloved, 24-7, every second of every day. His faithfulness will not fail you. This is what he says here. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. You can count on him. Why is he faithful to you? Because he's your father and he loves you. You can count on his promises because your father loves you. And because he loves you, he's going to fulfill his promises to you. He's going to protect you because he loves you. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. You will not be afraid. This is a command. You will not be afraid of the terror by night. Some have, you know, need to sleep with the television on. No, father says, you're not going to be afraid. Don't be afraid of the terror by night 
or the arrow that flies by day. Maybe there's something in the day that makes you, no, don't be afraid of that either. Or the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or the destruction that lays waste at noon. In other words, no matter what your fear is, no matter what it is, this covers every class of fear. What the author is doing here, and I believe it's really interesting that in Psalm 91, we don't know who the author is. And I believe that the Father specifically made it this way. In other words, most of the Psalms, we know who the author is. It's David or one of the others that are listed. But Psalm 91, there's no author listed. And I believe that Father made it this way because this Psalm comes directly from Him to you. He said, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. Now, let's take this and find out, but how does this work? Whatever your fear is, break it. Cast it down. Don't be afraid of it. You shall not be afraid of anything. The terror that comes in the night, the pestilence at noonday, you don't be afraid of anything, nothing at all. He said, you'll look around. He said, you might see people falling all over. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. So we ask ourselves the question, well, if no evil will befall me, how do I explain that sometimes we see crisis situations happen to God's people? Well, two things. Number one, in order to fully dwell under the shelter of the Most High, get it now, we need to be depending on Him. Because if we're not depending on Him, if we don't have hearts of humility, if we're just running out ahead of Him, without depending on him, then we place ourselves, beloved, in a dangerous position. Notice it says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we have to relate to God as Father, and we relate to God as Father, beloved one, by dwelling under his presence, by depending on him, by carrying our hearts humbly before him, and by depending on him to protect us. So that's the first answer as to why sometimes crisis has come on God's people. The second thing that I want to say is this that sometimes what looks like a tragedy from the outside is not really what's going on in the interior life of the person. For example, in the book of Acts, consider Stephen. Here was Stephen, he loved Father, he had a relationship with Father God, and what's happening? He's getting stoned to death. Now that looks like, well, Father didn't protect him, because look at all those rocks. I mean, can you imagine him getting stoned to death? I mean, he's taking all these rocks. You know, it looks terrifying, it looks horrifying. But the Bible says that while Stephen was being stoned to death, he looked up to the Father and he said, I see Jesus at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says that his face, that Stephen's face, while he was being stoned to death, while he was seeing Jesus at the right hand of the Father, as he was being stoned to death, the scripture says his face shone like an angel. So what was happening on the outside might have looked terrifying, but what Stephen was actually experiencing was the comfort and the glory of God. I want you to know, beloved one, Father will always be faithful to you. Father will always be faithful to you. I want you to know He is your Father. God is your Father. He will be faithful to you. He will continue to strengthen you and give you life and give you increase. You're gonna get stronger and stronger and go from glory to glory as you depend on Him. And I want you to know, beloved child of His, you can depend on Him. Your Father will protect you. He wants you to come to know Him as Daddy, and He wants you and I, beloved one, to trust in His love. On behalf of Father, I'm telling you, Father loves you, and He wants our hearts to be set free in the knowledge of that. 
Well, Rabbi Schneider mentioned in today's message that God loves us. He wants us to trust in Him intimately and obediently. Because He loves us, He calls us His children. And Jesus reminds us that if we've seen Him, we've seen the Father. As children of the Most High, we should magnify the Father. And so I'd like to take a moment right now to pray that we would bring Him and His name glory right here on the earth. Father God, you are a good, good Father. You love us when others don't and when we don't love ourselves. And for that, we are ever grateful. We come before you now, Lord, and we ask that you would help us to love ourselves as you love us. And will you help us, Lord, to love others as you do? Help us, God, to live fruitful lives empowered by your Son through the Holy Spirit. And it's in your Son's precious name, Jesus, that we pray, amen. And right now, let's turn things back over to Rabbi Schneider for a moment. Rabbi? Paul taught us that the Old Testament was written for us, believers in Jesus today, upon whom the end of the ages has come. What we learn, beloved, from the Old Testament, which was written for our instruction, is that Father God told the children of Israel to bring their tithe into the place that He chose for them. If Father God is using discovering the Jewish Jesus to establish His name, His Son, and His kingdom in your life, I want to ask you today, beloved, to make your financial sacrifice to Him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. See, the scriptures tell us that we should financially support the ministries that are feeding us. I want to thank you for your financial gift today, and I can promise you this, as you're obedient to the Lord, Father's going to bless you. I love you, and shalom. If the Father is asking you to give a gift of any amount today to support this ministry, then make sure and follow his leading. You can give your gift online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And you can send in your financial gift of any amount in the mail to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. And did you know that you can also text us your donation? Simply text the keyword rabbi to the number 45777 and follow the instructions on your phone. As our way of saying thank you for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month and our current newsletter with all the latest ministry highlights, updates, and so much more. Once again, you can give online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And that's all the time we have for today, but there are a few things that are more comforting than receiving some affectionate words from our Father. So let's wrap up today's program with God, our Father's sacred and special blessing. Here is Rabbi Schneider. In the Old Testament book of Numbers, we find a blessing God speaks over his children through Moses and Aaron. It carries the idea of favor and expression. Open your heart to the Spirit and the Word today and receive Father's goodness into your life with confidence. Yahweh, 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 Vihunecha Isaiah Yahweh 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm your host, Dustin Roberts. Join us again next week when Rabbi Schneider explains the needs the Father fulfills. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.